Hello, It Is Well family. Welcome to this week's episode of It Is Well podcast. Some of you may be wondering, who is that voice? Whose voice is that? Who is speaking to us? And my name is James, and I will be your host today. And I'm joined today by a very special guest as well. Her name is Daniela, joining us all the way from Uganda. And today we'll be talking about an exciting topic, the second coming of Jesus Christ. So get your hearts and ears ready as we travel into the future to the second coming of Jesus. So actually, before we travel into the future, let's get to know who our pilot is today. She'll be taking us into the future, the second coming of Jesus Christ. So Daniela is joining us from Kampala, Uganda, as I said. She is a student taking computer science at Isbat University and very passionate about the word of God, especially prophecy. And today we'll be talking about the greatest prophecy of all time, the second coming of Jesus. So Daniela, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Awesome. And I'm very happy to have you on this podcast because it's going to be exciting. We're going to dive deep into the second coming from all dimensions. And but before we do that, actually, maybe people want to know us a little bit better because we kind of both new to the show and it's like we're taking over the podcast today. So mm. let's see, let's, let's break the ice. I have done a good job of introducing you, I hope. So let's see if you can introduce the host. The host is called James Nyomgabo. Um, currently residing from British Columbia in Canada. And yeah, he's a good servant of God. Wow. Lovely intro introduction. Thank you for that intro. Uh, diving into the second coming of Jesus, I'd love to know, like, personally, what's your favorite <laughs> moment? Mm, my favorite moment about the second coming of Jesus Christ um, mm -hmm. is, I don't know, like, how can you even talk about your favorite moment that has even never happened? But obviously, I keep, I mean, I keep imagining mm -hmm. maybe that day will come you never know maybe i'll be sleeping and then out of the blue you start hearing melodies from the sky like songs of praise yeah harmony you know because i'm pretty sure it will be beautiful that it will catch everyone's attention right mm -hmm. it will really sound so amazing um i mean obviously i love music so i can't really wait for that time when I hear angels sing. Yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. For me, I think the the amazing moment is when everybody resurrects. Mm -hmm. And I mean, let's say the righteous first because they resurrect. But then it's going to be interesting seeing all these people filled into the earth. Like all the people that have died and things like that. So. The earth will be, be populated, like really, really populated. Yeah, overpopulated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So that's interesting. Now I have a an, a rather interesting question to ask you. Uh, mm. This is really personal, kind of. If if Jesus mm. were to come okay. last year today, um, would you make it to heaven? <laughs> August second last year. Last year. August last 2nd. year, last year. What were you doing in August? <laughs> I really, I don't know. <laughs> I remember. I don't remember, but and I, I don't know. Like because the thing is, you can't. I can't really tell what was going on with my spiritual life then. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can have a summary, but that exact day, I can't really know. But if you were to if Jesus was to come back right now, I think I'd make it up to heaven. Oh, that's some confidence there. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that confidence. And I hope that after this podcast, we will all have that confidence that if he comes today by his grace, we are going to make it. Mm. So before we actually dive into the discussion of the second coming, before we open the Bible, because the Bible is our source, that's where we get all our information from, I'd like to mm. pray and to invite the Holy Spirit to be with us. Sure. Right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about the greatest event in history, your second coming, to create a new heaven and a new earth and to restore all things. I pray that you be with the listeners and also be with us as we discuss these themes and and just talk about your word. We pray that the listeners and ourselves will be ready for your second coming so that when you return, we are going to meet you in the clouds. Thank you for being with us. Give us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. All right. So. First question, how do we know for sure that Jesus will return to this earth? Like, who, who said he will return? Mm, that's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where to start from, but, I mean, Jesus himself said he will come back to take us home in fact he said he went to prepare a place for us in the heavenly kingdom so Mm -hmm. i mean it's an assurance though and sometimes when i read that verse i really feel like all this is nothing like we're all gonna get to the same point i mean when jesus comes that's the end of it all that's mm. the end, and it's 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 actually going to determine where your life's, I mean, your eternal destiny is. You're either going where God wants you or where he planned you to be, or you're making your own choice of going the other way. I mean, if it's not this, it's the vice versa, right? Right. So, I mean, Jesus himself said it, and and I'm pretty sure if he hadn't said it, I don't think so we would really be here waiting because it's been millions of years. And I mean, our great grandparents used to tell us Jesus is coming back. They died. They, 
give birth to our parents our parents give birth to us we're gonna give birth to kids and tell them the same thing so yeah. many people out there would be asking themselves <laughs> when when you were saying soon do you even know what soon means but you know jesus is true to his promises so i'm i'm sure he'll, he'll make it here again yeah okay i like that so but then tell us like because like jesus said so many things so like instances where exactly did jesus say he would return like what verses so that people know for sure oh actually before i go to those verses um Mm -hmm. i mean one of the one of the things that actually show that this whole world is going to come to an end and god's kingdom or jesus's coming is going to um be that everlasting kingdom forever is um i i would say i love it i love it if you looked at it in a way um of daniel i mean nebuchadnezzar's dream Mm -hmm. because um this dream that he had about this image really shows that god had everything in plan he had everything in plan he knew this was coming he knew even what you're going through right now was coming because he prophesied it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at um, Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 2 gives us, uh, in fact, before we go there, I'll, I'll just give you a description of, of this image. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar in his days, he had a, an, he had a, a dream yeah. about this human golden, I mean, this human image actually. Yeah, and it had different parts with, um, I mean, different materials of, uh, I mean, the head was golden, mm-hmm. the chest was silvered, the um, arms were bronze. Um, it also had iron, and then lastly, iron and clay. But um, I mean, those are all different kingdoms, as the Bible portrays it, but. I mean, the most interesting part, because we're really talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so I, I would want to focus on verse 45 and verse 44. But verse 45 of Daniel 2 gives us a stone that breaks off loose from a cliff um, without anyone touching it, which is basically the second coming of Jesus Christ, because this stone hits the feet of iron and clay, and the whole image is down like by the time a small stone hits the feet, there's mm-hmm. a reason as to why it doesn't hit the head, right? right. <laughs> because if it hit the head, that means maybe part of this image would break and the feet or, I mean, maybe that, I mean, from the chest actually downwards or even just the head would drop off and then from the shoulders downwards, the image is still there, right? Uh-huh. But once it hits the, and there's a reason actually as to why the feet i mean if you're to compare all these materials in strength Mm -hmm. from gold uh to silver to bronze it it, it's a decrement right and then when you reach the feet there's clay and iron obviously iron is 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 it's a bit solid and it's a bit in in fact it's stronger than clay but the fact that it it is mixed with clay i mean iron is mixed with clay of which it cannot obviously mixed like completely mm-hmm. meaning some parts were iron and some of them were clay something like that you know yeah. but um 
when you're to look at that image, the feet were the weakest. Right. And when this stone hit, um, the whole image fell down. And the Bible says that this stone um, hits like from like without without anyone touching it. There's a book I was reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably don't remember the title, but it gave me a clear explanation about that. And it was saying, it, it I mean, the stone falling off mm-hmm. without anyone touching it, or um, is is like a description of. In fact, it shows that Jesus' coming won't be known or it won't be manipulated by anyone or it's not like anyone is going to force him to come back now. Hmm. Everything is going to go as he planned it, not as what, I mean, the people in the world that actually think they know everything, I I I wouldn't say scientists, Mm -hmm. but some people think they can sit down and, and say, now, even if this is written in the Bible according to this and this and this and this and this, I mean, they, they rely on their own knowledge. Yeah. But this shows that Jesus' coming is not going to, it, it, no man shall even know about it, right? So, I mean, it's it's a bit interesting in that way, uh, which takes us to, which takes us back to verse 44, that God, God shall set up his everlasting kingdom mm-hmm. after this stone falls. So, I mean, it's it's interesting in that way because it actually shows that Jesus' second coming is not going to be some abrupt thing. No, it is it is a plan that actually God set aside and he knew that mm-hmm. after man fell, he was going to redeem man and, you know, come back and save man and then come back the second time and take man to heaven, you know. Yeah. So... I mean, it it it's it it actually shows us we we serve a God of order. He just doesn't do things just like that. So even his second coming is 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 in a way that it's ordered. Like everything by the time he comes back, he know like he's he, in fact he knows mm-hmm. and he told us the things that are going to happen before he comes back. Like so that this doesn't catch us by surprise, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's actually interesting in that kind of way. Yeah. Very very interesting, and I love how how you're using that story to tell us so much. Like, it's cut without human hands, without hands actually. So that was an interesting mm-hmm. uh, perspective. I love how you dive into the next uh, question, the next stage of our discussion, which is why will Jesus return a second time? And you kind of highlighted it. You said to redeem us but can you tell us a bit more about that well <laughs> i mean sometimes people actually if i think i'm hearing this question for the first time why why would jesus come back the second time mm-hmm. jesus is coming back the second time because he loves us and just because we made a choice of sinning or a choice of following the devil mm-hmm. i mean from the garden of eden obviously yeah even if we chose that it doesn't mean that was the end of us right mm-hmm. he loved us so much to the extent that he 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 made a plan for us and he did not just leave his plan in space no he started the plan and he has an ending for the plan he brought jesus christ and he died for us and this plan is still going on up to now 
And he wants us to go back to the original form or actually the initial form that he created us in. He wants us to be divine beings again. He wants us to be sinless beings again. He wants us to be um, loving as he intended us to love each other, as to love him. He wants us to serve him as mm -hmm. he intended everything to be, you know. And he's doing all this because he loves us. He wants us to have the divinity again. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're getting that. So I think that, that would be the reason as to why Jesus is actually coming back. But he's not, even just because he's coming back, it doesn't mean um, he's going to take everyone. No. <laughs> mm. Even Jesus himself, during his his parables and the stories he was telling people, it actually shows that he's not he's he's not he he's not really going to take everyone because I I realized um a few weeks ago um I, I think during the Sabbath school lesson mm -hmm. where we were talking about the ten virgins yeah I mean it, it, I don't know but I kind of got a thought and actually it's true that Jesus wants to deal with serious people. Okay. I mean, I can't really talk about the, the the story of the ten virgins, but Jesus wants to deal with serious people, and He's only going to take serious people to heaven. He's mm -hmm. going to take people who love Him, even right now. And because by the time you love God, right now, when sin is all over you, when suffering mm -hmm. is all over you, when you're in lots of crucibles. Yeah. Why not love him when all these things are not there, when you don't have any crucibles, when you don't have any worries, when you don't have any problems? So, I mean, he's he's testing us with these small things and see, can we really, really love him to that extent? Because he wants to take people to heaven that love him, not people that halfly, <laughs> I don't know if that word mm. even exists. Okay, that partly actually. Right. He, he doesn't want to take people that partly love him or people that he, people that partly do his will and sometimes they're like, oh no, but I've overdone God's will. So I can still do things my way. You know, he wants people who are going to rely on him, people who are going to praise and glorify him, people who are going to actually um see that he is the mighty pop i mean he's the mighty god who created them and who gave them life and without him they're nothing you know mm -hmm. so one unless we prove that to god right now as we are still on earth i, I don't think so we shall make it to heaven so even wow. i mean there's lots of instant instances even he, he also said that he's coming to separate the sheep from the gods uh -huh. so I mean, we, we just have to live to those standards. Tav, how, how do you prove it? Sorry, like how, elaborate more. How do you prove that you you are worthy to make it? Because you said we have to prove to God that we love him. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a problem. In fact, the only way you can do it is, is because there's two things. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, we all have spiritual lives, but there's being mature spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and being mature spiritually actually means you, you don't actually need or wait for someone to tell you to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, or actually, when you know 
what to do you do it without waiting for any instruction right mm-hmm. so if if god has provided his word you you don't have to wait for someone to tell you study god's word no you should have the maturity that you are supposed to study god's word you are supposed to open the bible every day read about because the thing is even even in our normal lives you cannot really get close to someone you don't talk to on a daily mm. you know you can't like how how are you going to share stories how are you going to talk how are you i mean you don't even communicate so you you can't really get close to such a person but sometimes i don't know people think it's all about just praying and you see you know that's why i told you god mm. wants to deal with serious people he wants to deal with people who are not going to wait for him to um, who are not, who are not going to wait for him to tell them what to do mm-hmm. but they actually know we're supposed to do this you know and they do it because they i mean they do it out of love not because they 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 have this fear or oh, if i don't do this i won't make it to heaven something like that so yeah. um we, we we actually need to be mature spiritually and obviously we can't get mature spiritually when we are not prayerful but mm-hmm. still we need to do something i mean we need to study god's word and then we can ask him to use his word to transform our lives to put new hearts into us something like that mm. um i guess with that we we can move forward yeah yeah that's so true wow very very comprehensive answer there so there's so so many like different understandings about the second coming like how it will be uh where he's going to show up how many people will see him can you tell us like a bit more of how will Jesus return a second time mm. ah, like describe okay. it yeah i am <laughs> okay then um I mean, obviously, we are going to use scripture to back up everything. Okay. But um, God, God, just like I told you in the beginning, God had a plan for everything. And there's a reason as to why he included the signs of his coming in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because he wants us to be ready for that time. The thing is, Christ is going to come back as a thief, like, He's, he, he he won't he, it's not like he'll announce the day before that I'm coming back tomorrow no <laughs> so then nice. everyone gets ready <laughs> no it wouldn't be nice that would be I don't know people would pretend actually mm. so it's not like he's he's going to announce the day before that he's coming back the next day no but he gave us these signs so that we can use the knowledge he gave us to know that his coming is soon and we can know that after this this is coming in after this and even when these things happen we shouldn't be they shouldn't catch us by surprise like you see f- nations fighting against each other you're like oh that's bad oh that's the i mean mm. these are things that the bible talked about a very long time back and they are happening right now and um one of the familiar chapters in the bible that actually talk about the signs of Jesus' second coming is the book of Matthew chapter 24 mm-hmm. obviously we won't read the whole of it um 
But we shall start from verse 3 to 14. I mean, we just need to look at the few signs okay. of Jesus' second coming. All right, so 3 to 14. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations, for my mm. name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. Mm. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. That was verse 14. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even if you to look at all these things that we we just tied, like what exactly hasn't happened yet? I'm not saying that this, this is all about the signs of Jesus' second coming. Obviously, there is lots, mm -hmm. but this is part of it. Like, like we've seen nations fighting against nations. Yeah. Um, we've seen earthquakes, terrible ones that actually even... Um, distract people's houses people even lose their lives mm. we've seen famines we've seen diseases we've seen pestilences we've seen we've seen a lot of things even even recently we had COVID-19 and it's yeah. like the whole world was confused especially when it had just come in you know and Ev, imagine by the time a disease locks down the whole world yeah I mean, it, it it's something big because usually mm -hmm. uh, you find different different maybe different continents or different countries having different diseases, but then they they fight against them individually. Yeah. But this was global. Um. I mean, we've had false prophets that 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 even come in and say, "I am Christ." Recently, no, actually, I'm not sure which year, but there's there's a man in Uganda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was saying he's Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> but even the way he looked. <laughs> he doesn't look like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what to say. But okay. even the way he looked. Uh, and surprisingly, he, he had followers. Wow. He How had many? people behind him. Uh, obviously. Okay. I mean, we didn't, we didn't count. 
but he had followers and he was he was on tv in fact they showed him on the news and they were telling us i mean he was telling people to come and follow him that he's jesus christ and using scripture and blah 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 but these are all things that the bible talked about these are things that actually show that we are in the end times because this, this is what Jesus answered to the disciples when they asked when they asked him um when they asked him when shall the end come mm-hmm. and this was his response to them imagine Jesus Christ lived very many years back like i don't even think our great 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 grandparents had the thought of 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 i don't know of giving birth to their kids and their kids until i don't know but i mean it was very many years back but yeah. just to show you that this this was all planned like his second coming is not even abrupt to him he's a god of order and yeah. he planned everything that is why even when jesus came when jesus came to to earth um he used to actually talk about his second coming because that was part of part of his plan. Right. So um I want us to jump to verse 29. Um from verse 29 to 31, the same chapter. So 29 it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. From one end of heaven to the other. Mm, yeah. Um, I remember when you were still, thank you actually for really. I remember You're when welcome. you were still kids, uh, every time they talked about the signs of Jesus' second coming, we, mm-hmm. we used to give this as an excuse. We were like, ah, but we, we, we haven't seen the stars fall from heaven. Mm. We haven't, we haven't, um, we haven't seen this. Like we used to give a lot of excuses and they always told us, no, these things have happened. But actually, until you sit down and you actually have deep Bible study with lots of research, that is when you can actually know that these things happened a long time back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was doing some research and in May 9th, okay, sorry, in in. On 19th May, 1780, um, is the date that the sun darkened, you know, Mm. and candles were lighted in many houses, birds were silent, and they actually disappeared, because remember during the night, birds, you can't really see birds flying up in the sky, they all go to where they're supposed to sleep, They, they disappear from the sky. I mean, obviously they're animals, so they just went and hid in wherever they, are, so they were supposed to spend the night from. Probably they even thought it was night time. <laughs> like it was the <laughs> it was the general opinion. Yeah. Um, the day of judgment was at hand. I mean, that's what everyone actually thought, I which see. was wrong. 
you know, science even scientists could not even account for what really happened that exact day, you know. So mm-hmm. these things, some some things. That is why, um, I mean, last Sabbath actually, the church I went to, they were they were talking about science and religion, mm-hmm. and the preacher said something that's actually interesting. Mm. And he said, religion can exist without science, but science cannot exist without religion because there are some things that science cannot explain, but religion can. Wow. And it actually made a lot of sense to me because these things that happened, how, how could science, scientists even tell? Like, how? What would they tell the people? That you know, because if it was if it was actually something to do with technology, maybe it's a machine. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, there was low supply of electricity, so the machine turned down for a few minutes, and now it's back." You know, but this is something to do with nature. They always say maybe um, human beings came from animals, but where did animals come from? You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, everything of theirs always have question marks like everything has question marks mm-hmm. and this research this one comes up with this research but things to do with the bible you either believe or you don't like the choice yeah. is yours but the peace you get when you believe and the faith you get when you believe is actually of your own benefit um uh there was um on um uh, let me see the day that the stars fell from heaven was actually 13th November 1833. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and um, let me see. This still goes from verse 6. Uh, yeah, I mean, from chapter 6 and verse 12 to the end of chapter 7. I mean, if you talk about the seven seals, we shall not go there. But so um yeah, revelation, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the things that are going to happen, um, I mean, these are things that happened, sorry. These are things that happened mm-hmm. that people, I mean, didn't, didn't really have knowledge about. Obviously, those people that sat down and studied the Bible and had thorough Bible study understood these things. And they're like, oh, yeah. Because when you to look at the times that Ellen G. White um, lived, I mean, those people were really, they were really, really researchers. Those are people that always sat down mm-hmm. and researched, right? Yeah. And some things did not catch them by surprise. Obviously, the devil made, was disrupting them, sometimes making them misinterpret scriptures, but still God put them back to the right path. So mm-hmm. if only we could be like those people and yeah. we sit down and have great, 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 great Bible study, deep Bible study. All these things shall not actually catch us by surprise. And we, we shall actually, because the more you get interested into these things, like when you sit down and and and, and read and study, I mean, you get to, to widen your knowledge and your view of things, you know, because right. the sooner you, you know that Jesus is coming back, actually, your life changes. You can't stay the same. Um, but then when we go back to verse, I want us to read verse 23 to 27 of Matthew 24. 23 to, sorry. 
Yeah. And we see what these verses tell us. All right. Verse 23 and to, uh, from verse 23 to 27. Yeah. It says, then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall shew great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. 27. For as the lightning cometh out from the east and shines even unto the west, so shall, shall also the, son, the coming of the Son of Man be. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. So, I mean, I don't even have to really talk about much about these verses, but um, I mean, even the Bible itself is warning us like in, in fact, from these verses from verse 23 to 27, they're actually showing us that Jesus's second coming is not going to be a secret. Jesus is not going to come back in Africa and he's not back in other continents, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not going to come back in other continents and the people in Africa do not see him, yet we are on the same planet, you know? Mm -hmm. So the Bible itself is warning us and telling us not to believe any any man that says that they are Christ because the thing is no man can appear in the clouds and the whole world is seeing them. That is the fact. These are extraordinary things. Like even scientists, like even even if you were to build maybe a... I don't know if what could you even build or even make that the whole world can see from every point. <laughs> even of the sun, we can't... don't see it. At the exactly. Time. I mean, we don't see it at the same time. It may be daytime here and it's daytime. I mean, it's nighttime there. So we don't see the sun at the same time. So these are extraordinary things that actually men have never seen. And, I love I love the way verse 27 brings it that uh, for as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Everyone is going to see Jesus Christ coming back and no one is going to be told stories, things to do with, oh, Jesus Christ came back yesterday. Okay, he peeped from heaven. Didn't you see his face? <laughs> You know, something like that. Okay, just kidding. But the thing is, when Jesus comes back, every lead, everyone, I have a feeling, okay, this is just a feeling, okay. but I have a feeling even, even, even plants or even maybe birds or animals shall be surprised. Like, no, no. I don't know, not, not even, I don't know if they'll be surprised, but they'll, they'll have this this different feeling. They know their creator, right? So Yeah. They'll have this different feeling and they'll they'll also praise and glorify God's name when he comes in the clouds. And when those trumpets sound, sorry. Which makes me ask, will pets also go? <laughs> well, and you, you should answer that actually. Because I'm 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 sure you know the answer. No, I mean, you're the expert here. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, no one is an expert, but um, 
Ah, I well, don't think so. Okay. I don't think. I don't think so. Because, I mean, first look at the reason as to why Jesus Christ is coming back. He's not coming back mm. for animals. No. He's coming back for us, like right. human beings, the beings that he created in his image. He's coming back to take the righteous with him, right? Mm-hmm. And remember when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, the consequences of sin actually fell on animals too because before sin came in, I don't think so lions were feeding on... I don't... Like, I don't no think so lions were... Uh, yeah, exactly. So if if they have the consequences of sin and it's not like they can sit down and figure it out and they're like, oh no, this is bad, I shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. If they sat down and did that, what would they eat? <laughs> True. That's you know, why like so, in heaven in heaven, maybe this should be a question to you, like when Jesus comes and then in heaven, um obviously there won't be death, right? Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, what, what are you going to eat in heaven? Things like that. Does the we Bible won't even feel that? hungry. We won't feel hungry. <laughs> well, okay. All right. <laughs> we shall be feeding on spiritual food. I, I think that would be... In fact, all we shall be longing for is praising and glorifying God's name. Because feeling hungry... What happens when you feel hungry? When you feel hungry, you, you want to satisfy your hunger, right? And yeah. it's like you're in pain because well, your stomach is empty. Hmm. Some people even get stomach aches. But the Bible the Bible says God shall wipe away all tears. I mean, that statement literally means, okay, obviously when he comes back, he's going to wipe away all tears. But yeah. it also means in another perspective that there will be no, no pain, like, There'll be no pain in heaven. So, mm. if hunger brings pain, <laughs> I don't think so. Like, we, we we shall be eating. I know that for sure we shall be eating. But I don't know what kind of food we shall be eating. But we, 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 won't, we, we won't really, even if we didn't eat, though. Even if we didn't eat, like, Christ is just enough. We shall eat Christ. <laughs> just kidding. Nice. Well, actually, like, um, he, he says we should we should drink his blood and eat his flesh now, which means, like, have that intimate relationship with him. So, <laughs> sounds, sounds yeah. like a good, good answer there. Well, I mean, I love the description. Like, I hope by now, like, we all know what the second coming means, like, means and looks like. Like how he's gonna come? It's not a secret. Everybody will see him from the east to the mm. west at the same time. It won't be, it won't be like some secret thing going on. It's gonna be very obvious. But now, I mean, we've been waiting for this for a very long time, since it's been like two thousand years, two thousand twenty-two years. <laughs> um, when will Jesus come? Jesus is coming back soon. That wow. is that is the best because the thing Very is no answer. one <laughs> no one knows that day. Like no no one knows that day. Because when when someone asks you when in normal English you have to specify when. Like mm. if I ask you when are you going to eat 
you 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 can you you if possible you can even tell me i'll i'll eat at 3 p.m you know you're specifying the exact time when you're going to eat so if you asked when is jesus gonna come back just know he's gonna come back soon and soon is any time from now soon means any time from now but if you know that he's coming back any time from now what have you done i mean that that should be the question if he came back five minutes from now, are you ready? Mm. Like, can you go with him? Are you prepared enough? Are you wearing God's armor? You know? Mm. Um, I mean, that question doesn't really have an exact date. But he's coming back soon. All we have to do is get ready. Even if he came back when we are dead or even if he came back even if he added actually more a hundred years from now, that is soon to him. I mean, to us, because we are sinners, we feel like, oh, that's a very long time, but it's soon to him. And that is the yeah. time that he wants to come, you know? So I like that answer because when the Bible says, behold, I come quickly or soon, it's from God's perspective, right? And to him, like a thousand years is like a day right mm-hmm. so it's really really so soon so soon <laughs> i think <laughs> we have to like see things his way and mm. see things from his perspective and have his mind that way we're gonna see too that oh actually it's soon and then get mm. ready so last question i know he's gonna come soon which is any time from now. And he has given us signs, things that have to be fulfilled before he returns. Mm. But like, why hasn't he returned? Okay, like, I know I know he's coming soon, but there's some something like a delay. So like, why is it like, why does it feel like it's a delay? <laughs> well, <laughs> have you seen memes? Um that say God's timing is the perfect time, (laughs) (laughs) something like that. So we can't really explain what he he has not delayed. God never delays. God never delays. Does things just in time. Exactly. He's always on time. Not even a second. He does not even delay us. Not even a microsecond. So he's, he's always on time so i can really say jesus has delayed or he's delaying to come no um actually someone who would have said that would be actually impatient because Mm. god god wants to deal with patient people (laughs) yeah Yeah, so we we can't really say he's delaying you can't kneel down and say oh god you're delaying okay maybe to you he could be delaying but it's not yet the right time for him to come and um i personally believe there's still one more thing as to i mean one more thing that has actually haven't officially happened and yet it is included in prophecy and god does not lie right he will come after it is done and that is um, the mark of the beast and, you know, putting his seal 
on his people, just like the book of Revelation says. So when that is done, then I'll, I mean, as a Bible scholar, I would say probation time is soon. Yeah. Because even during that time, the Bible says people will be persecuted for God's word, you know, for his sake. Even because they say, the Bible says, without the mark of the beast, you will not be able to do anything. So can you still stand on God's side when you have his seal? Like, can you really still stand on his side? And once he has seen that people, like his beloved people, can still stand on his side, even when everything is messed up and their lives are messed up as well. Because the thing is, sometimes people actually... Most most Christians are fearing this time. I don't know why. But God cannot put you in a situation you can't handle. And mm. I'm sure if if this time is coming, he's gonna give us the strength. You know, he's going to give us the power to overcome it. He's going to give us the strength. He's going to give us the faith. He's going to guide us in that time. He's not going to leave us alone to fight the battle alone. No, he never leaves, he never lets us fight battles alone, not at all. So he's going to be right there with us. All we have to do is pray and have faith in him and know that even in that crucible, he's actually going to be with us and we're not going to stand in it alone. Yeah. So I I feel like once you know that, even if this time comes, you'll be, I mean, you won't even worry about it because actually... Okay, that would be a different part, but but yeah, I get you. I, I hope you're getting my point. Bring it on a different part. <laughs> no, I, I just remembered something. Um, one time we were talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. I don't remember who I was talking to about, but yeah. I don't remember this coming from my from my brain. <laughs> my small little big brain, or I don't know. <laughs> but I remember someone mentioned and said it is only the wicked that actually fear the, the the day of Jesus's second coming. True. But if you are a true believer and a true follower of Jesus Christ, you cannot even fear the things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, I think you were talking about, because some people don't want to talk about prophecy because of these things. Some of them feel like, oh, no, no, this thing is scary. Talking mm. about this, talking about this, talking about persecution, talking about, you know. Some of them are like, oh, no, we can't suffer to this extent. But the thing is, you, you can't even take care of yourself for a second. <laughs> Not even a, a microsecond. Right. So if, if God is... If God has taken care of you all this time, all these years, why can't he take care of you in that time, in that time when everyone is looking for you, when everyone wants to persecute you, when everyone wants to harm you because of your belief in him, you know? Yeah. So, well, Yeah. That's really that's really true. It's all about having that connection with him. And mm. if if Jesus is your friend, like when he returns, you have nothing to fear about because he, he's going to be with it, you. It, actually, in your heart, you're like, I can't wait. Like, I yeah. can't wait for the day I'm going to see him on the clouds. I can't wait 
sometimes I imagine myself hugging Jesus. Nice. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> and it's, yeah. I don't know, I just imagine and I feel good. Like sometimes I imagine it and I feel so good. Mm. Imagine that's just an imagination. Okay, imagine that's just <laughs> an imagination. <laughs> imagine the imagination. Yes, imagine the imagination. But now imagine it was real. real. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so life-changing. Okay, like, when Jesus comes, so many people want to hug him. So, like, how, how are you going to make sure you first? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's, I feel like, you know how God is everywhere? Mm. And mm-hmm. most of the times when you kneel down to pray, I don't know, but I felt this. I felt like God is sitting down and he's listening to me. But it's not like I'm the only person praying in the whole world. Hmm. So it's it's different people. Very many people praying, but they're also having the same feeling that he is listening to them. He is seated right there. Only, in fact, you have this feeling like he's sitting and listening to you alone, not dividing his, him, like maybe <laughs> sitting and then there are lots of people around him. Everyone saying, oh, this, all oh, that. No, you just imagine it's just you and he's putting all his concentration on you and he's listening to you and he's, you know. So it, it, it's, it's not something... I mean, with your own knowledge, obviously, you can only hug one person at a go. <laughs> but with my thinking, it is possible that God can hug everyone in this world individually, but at the same time. I don't know if you're getting my point. I am. Um, my my mind is exploding right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really amazing. That's really, yeah. that shows, it speaks something about the love of God and the power of mm. God as well. It's beyond us. Like Isaiah 64 says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The mind of man, I think is what it says. What mm. God has prepared for those that love him. It's going to be a surprise. We don't really know exactly everything. Mm. But the few we know, we can share those and encourage one another. <clears throat> and also because, like Jesus said, there's going to be so many deception around this topic. So it's good to know the truth. Because um, even the devil at some point will want to appear and mimic the second coming of Jesus. Mm. So when you know, then you'll be able to differentiate the lies from the truth. So we hope you guys were encouraged and you learned something from this discussion but maybe some final thoughts you'd like to share to the listeners. Yeah, I, I actually just remembered something. <laughs> mm-hmm. One time I was reading a book. I remember I was still in high school and I was reading some book. I, I think it was it was the lesson study. But you know the things you can read. I mean, this was years back. The things you can read very many years back, but as long as it made sense to you, even if it's just a sentence. Yeah. It would stick in your head for a very long time. As yeah. people say, it would it would actually <laughs> it would it would stay in your mind rent free. So wow. there's this <laughs> there's sure. this quote. I don't know. 
I read it in the, I don't know which book exactly, but I think it was a lesson study guide. And um, one man said, I don't remember his name, but he said, we are preparing ourselves for a journey that we do not even know when it starts. I mean, when it's coming, you know, mm. when, when like, for example, if, if you're preparing yourself for, for a specific journey, you have to, you have to pack your clothes, you have to do this, you have to that. And it's, it's like you're preparing, for example, if you were preparing yourself to, for a flight and you're going to some other place, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have to pack things that you need. That is all preparation, right? Mm-hmm. And when that day comes, you have to be at the airport at the exact time you're supposed to be there for the check-in. Mm-hmm. So, this this man related that to spiritual life and he's like we are preparing for a journey that we do not even know when it's coming Mm. you know but how far are you prepared because if it was a normal journey obviously you pack loads you pack this you pack all the small things that you would need Mm -hmm. but how much have you packed for, for your spiritual journey. life yeah for that spiritual journey actually in your spiritual world or in your spiritual life how prepared are you for the second coming of jesus christ what why do you even need to prepare yourself you know mm-hmm. like if you sat down and 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 thought about your spiritual life and how much you have to do how much you you need to do to prepare yourself for that journey i feel like then you you'll know that you are nowhere like you haven't even reached an inch of the of the preparation of the whole preparation and if if the journey was to start now you feel like no i still have a lot of things to do Mm. i still have this i still have that you know but the thing is as christians we're supposed to be ready in that even if the journey comes tomorrow like even if it it starts tomorrow like even if the driver came at our door houses mm-hmm. and, and knocked and said we're, we're leaving right now you you have your bags ready like you have everything you need to go to heaven you know mm-hmm. so we we actually need to be ready and we cannot be ready if if we don't study God's word. Because yeah. the thing is, God gave us all these things so that his coming does not get us by surprise. He he wants he wants to come back when his people expect him, when his people know his mm. coming and they're ready that he he he's like they're ready for anything, even if he was he was to postpone, he's like, oh no. I'll come back, I mean, something like a hundred years from now, because the thing is people have a tendency of getting ready for something. And when it delays, they get back. Like yeah. they pull back. And sometimes they even forget they 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 were they, they had a trip or they were supposed to do something just because it delayed. Mm-hmm. But even if Jesus was to delay, like would you still be ready and waiting and watching for him? So we, we we need to sit down and figure out. I told you in the beginning that God wants to deal with serious people. Yeah. And that is why with the 10 virgins, the wise ones actually were able to welcome the bride, you know, 
are we wise or rather vice versa? Mm. You know, so we need to be serious with spiritual things and never take them for granted because the thing is you're going to work so hard for your physical life and do these, do all lots of fancy things. But when you die, you're not going with any of these. And even when Jesus comes back, you're not going with any of these, not even in hell, no, not in heaven, not in hell. They're mm. staying here. You found them here. You're leaving them here on earth, right? Yeah. So we, we need to stop thirsting and, and, you know, chasing things that are actually not, not really going to come up with permanent um, outcomes, yeah. things to do with this world, things to do with life. You know, there's something to actually run for. Very many people run for riches in that they even kill each other. But all in the name of, I want to be rich, you know. Mm-hmm. But where is this richness taking you? The devil, the devil gives people richness. Mm-hmm. And you can get, you can easily get rich when you join the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. But wh- where is it leading you? Like, because even when you die, you're not, even if you're buried with your money, even if you're buried in a suitcase, ah, sorry, in a coffin that is full of money, the truth is that money will rot mm-hmm. and it will rot with you and you cannot even use it down there, right? Right. But then when Jesus comes back, are you going to be one of the people that will be hiding behind the mountains or you'll be one of the people rejoicing and saying the king has come back to take me home, you know? So, I mean, it's it's a lot, but we really need to be ready. We need to get ready so that anytime Jesus comes, we we just pack our things. We just, you know, we're just ready for him. Yeah. Wow. That's that's really the message of the day. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get serious, get serious. In closing, um, would you like to pray for us? Uh pray for mm-hmm. our listeners that we may get ready and get serious and be part of those who rejoice and welcome Jesus when he returns. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gifts of life you've given us. We thank you that you have been gracious and merciful to us throughout this whole entire session. We thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit that has led us as we spoke and as we portrayed what you sent us to your people. We pray that everything that we have talked about may stick into our hearts and into the listeners' hearts too. We ask you, dear Father, to put a change in our lives. We ask you to give us the strength, give us the hope, give us the faith. Give us the trust so that we may get ready for your second coming. We know the devil is also out there making plans of making sure we fall with him. But we be, we believe and we know that as we are on your side every single day, every single moment, you're ready to fight our battles for us. You're ready to put all the temptations of the devil away, even when they come. You're going to give us the, the hope and 
you're going to give us the strength to <clears throat> to overcome them and pass through all those crucibles. We ask you to guide us and be with us every single day of our lives. Let the people around us see Christ in us. Let the people around us get transformed because of the way we conduct ourselves, because of the way we speak, because of the way we do things, because we show Christ's image in our living. We ask you, dear Father, to bless us and be with us as we leave this place. Transform our lives and let us be consistent with our spiritual lives. Let us study your word daily. Let us um, meditate upon your words every single minute, every single second. Let our thoughts be filled with your love. Let our thoughts be filled with your scriptures. Let our thoughts be filled with the mind of Christ. Bless us and be with us. I pray this believing and trusting in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, for listening. And uh, we hope that it will continue to be well as you look upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Bye for now.